Before we start, this episode of Gayish features discussion and even jokes about alcohol and drinking culture. If that is something you'd prefer not to hear, or if there's any possibility that will be a trigger for you in any way, we suggest you please skip this week's show. If you or anyone you know is struggling with alcohol, there are addiction and recovery resources listed on our website at gayishpodcast.com slash help. And now, enjoy Gayish. When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's Gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stop going shopping, that's Gayish. Oh, Gayish, you're probably Gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's Gayish. We're also Gayish. Gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that will from now on refer to virgins as anti nymphos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm here for that. I'm Mike. A laugh and then a thought is what I like to get from you. That's just like the best intros for me. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today, we're going to talk about and consume... I am the champion, my friend. I keep winning. It's fine. Oh, fuck me. You're right. Okay, okay. we're going to talk about whiskey, which was Mike's... Uh, I, w- I thought... I was like... Wait, that band's name isn't Whiskey, is it? Okay, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it's the Gap Bridger poll. We have a monthly Gap Bridger poll, and uh, all of our folks at the $50 level get three choices that Kyle and I select, and then they get to vote on which one becomes an episode. It was Whiskey, which was mine, Emperors, which was mine, and people did not like. <sighs> thank God. Thank I would. Li- okay, I know you won with Whiskey. Thank you all for not voting Emperors number one. That was, uh, if you couldn't tell, a mic... <laughs> choice i did cake um cake got whiskey still won in the tiebreaker poll but cake got second in the tiebreaker bowl so we're gonna do cake for the bonus patreon episode this yeah, month yeah we are okay but first but first i have a correction okay great. and i'm really angry at everyone oh i me too uh yes and disappointed okay can we just can like can you be mad at derek instead derek <laughs> we need to have a talk it's not working Selena Gomez. Oh, God damn it. Fuck. Jesus, Kyle. Listen. What? Listen to me. Well, now we just, we just can we just blame Murph? Oh, probably. <laughs> Selena Gomez is not the number one most followed woman on, or number one most followed person on Instagram. I said that a bunch and no one corrected me that she wasn't. She is the third most followed person. She is the fourth most followed account. She is the number one most followed woman. So that's okay. a... Uh, like every like, not only did I say it, but I think Murph was like, "Oh no, Marty was like, is that a fact?" And I was like, "Yes, yeah," <laughs> because I saw a headline that I misread. Yeah, what what possessed you to go un, like wrong yourself and find out the truth? <laughs> because of how like I I was listening back and I said it so definitively, and I knowing that I'm still me was like listening to that was like i'm not that sure right yeah, yeah. i'm not a hundred percent sure but i sounded a hundred percent sure anyway yeah. no one sent that in no one corrected me and i'm angry at y'all okay well you know hey hey what you gonna do what you gonna do when they come for you when you gonna bad do boys. when they come bad in boys. you <laughs> bad boys yeah before we go to the news this is just everyone's reminder we will be at the tree fort music festival in boise idaho on Friday, March the 24th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time 
and it is free and open to the public. You do not need a festival pass to attend. Please come see us in the great state of Idaho. Utah, we all Idaho. And uh, Meatball and Big Dipper are the podcast that's on before us. Um, yeah, they're on us right, right before us at 5 p.m. Yep, yep. So, you know, come and hang out for both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be magical. Yeah. And now here's the news. Yeah. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. News the first. Charles Sutherland of Tacoma Park, Maryland, was arrested last June and charged with malicious destruction of property and multiple hate crimes in connection with vandalism at two public libraries in Maryland's Prince George's County. So he spray painted the word groomer on the entrances of their libraries. And in, in, in case you're like, I don't know, hiding under a rock or something, groomer is like what the right wing is using as their dog whistle for anti-LGBT yeah. stuff, yeah. right? Like normalization of any sort of sexual or gender minority status is like we're grooming just yeah. for wanting fucking rights. Which is not new. They've been doing this forever. They just found a new word. And meanwhile, I always see these news stories that are like, this priest is arrested for possessing child pornography. And this, you know, uh, this straight dude is arrested for all of this. Uh, like the the real groomers are, they don't give a shit about kids because the actual pedophiles out there are getting arrested and not, no one is like, hey, look, it's, it's white men. Yep. Let's target them. Yep. No, it's just about being anti-gay. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, he had been a librarian at Northview Elementary School in Bowie, Maryland. And uh, when he decided to go and spray paint groomer on these libraries in his area, he was, of course, placed on administrative leave. Uh, leave. And uh, as part of that, he he confessed, said, yes, I did it. And yes, it's I have no remorse. I, I, I believe that that's what's happening because we are grooming children for sexual abuse uh, or LGBT people specifically are grooming children for sexual abuse. Anyway, as part of that process, he agreed to allow them to search his home. In his home, officers discovered that he had a child-sized doll, several smaller dolls, diapers at his home, even though he has no children, nieces, or nephews. And uh, he told them as part of his deposition that he had child porn on his computer, oh. which they found. And uh, he will now face, among other things, misdemeanor charges of possessing child porn. I could have just shut the fuck up and let this story play out. I don't know why I didn't trust the story to just happen that way. Yep. Fuck, man. Yep. And he is white. You're right. It, yeah. No one is calling for like the reversal of rights for white dudes. Like that that should be what's happening given who's actually committing stuff. That's I mean, it's just I it's not surprising anymore that it's shitty that that happens and that we get treated like this and those stories don't stick and we still get the backlash. Yeah. You're just anti-queer and there's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. 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 Fucking yep. A. And straight people, are you okay? God damn. Right. <laughs> Cause they're, you're clearly not. No. I mean, yeah, the answer is no. Y'all need to get your shit together. Get it together. Straight people. Well, news the second. Okay. <laughs> Have you been following this thing with the Lieutenant governor of Tennessee? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. A little bit. Yes, I've I've seen some of the responses he has he has made. I'll let you tell actually tell people what it is. Though. Yeah. So so the the lieutenant governor of the state of Tennessee, which for our international folks, we have fifty states. Every state has a governor, and most of them also have a lieutenant governor. That's like the second in command of the state or whatever. 
But uh, Tennessee is not a place that's been kind to LGBT people. This dude, uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor McNally, he used to be in the legislature of Tennessee and was responsible for, among other things, their uh, their uh, ban against gay marriage. And uh, they're very much embroiled in anti-trans bills right now, trying to prevent trans care for minors, trying to bathroom bills, trying to make trans sports bills. All of this stuff is happening in Tennessee, like it is in, in many parts of the country. But uh, he's now speaking out after he found himself embroiled in a scandal when it was revealed that he frequently liked and commented on Instagram photos of a barely dressed young gay man. He has actively supported the state's new law banning drag queens from public performances and stripping young people of access to gender-affirming medical care, medical care and yet put many, many fire and heart emojis on Franklin Superstar, who is a very queer young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, this is a, just a little twink. Just a little twink. A little mostly naked twink. Yeah. Uh, in one of the posts here, McClure, who is uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the twink. The twink in, in, <laughs> the twink in question. The twink in question. <laughs> Franklin McClure. There's a close-up of his, quote, buttocks covered in underwear. Uh, that's one of the ones that he put that Lieutenant Governor McNally put several fire and heart emojis in the comments and uh, in a follow up comment on the same post Lieutenant Governor McNally wrote quote Finn you can turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine did he think these are like private messages like he's really playing into this like kind of person that is out of touch and doesn't know how to use social media like what do you what did you think was happening right yeah exactly well so i mean he is 79 years old and maybe doesn't know how it works potentially i don't know that's ageist of me but i kind of well that that's the problem that he's playing into like there's so many people that know how instagram works and they're of all ages including people that are of older ages like like yeah i don't know he's kind of yeah uh so he's playing into the stereotype hey that's what our show is about so his when asked why did you do that (laughs) his response was quote i you know try to encourage people with posts and try to you know help them if i can my intentions were basically trying to encourage him man i encourage your what was it brief and clad buttock and dick like (laughs) i I encourage that too you know what we're on the same side in that i encourage that yeah yeah well in like one of the most awkward news local news segments i think i've ever seen (gasps) he sits down and does an interview with this reporter one of his one of his tweets, no, no. one of uh, Fr- Franklin McClure's tweets was this reporter just reads it to the lieutenant governor. A bunch of emojis says, I am not a whore. I am a hoe. There is a difference. One is a slut and the other is a prostitute. I'm the one that gets free weed for giving head liked by Lieutenant Governor McNally. And so the, the TV reporter is like, why did you like that? And his answer was. I don't know that, you know, a lot of times on people's posts, you see the name and you see what they've written and you just press the button that says like. So, so, so you didn't read uh, that post? I don't recall reading the part about the the uh, weed. I know that. Well, what about the prostitute? I might have I might have read that. In that case, was it appropriate to, to like the comment? Probably not. Probably not. Do you, rem- first of all, yeah, I'm a whore and a hoe. So don't take that away from me. <laughs> Number two, 
Do you remember we did the episode on Harry Potter a long time ago when J.K. Rowling was still in in process of trying to hide that she was a turf? She was a proto turf. A what? Proto turf. Define that. Proto is a prefix that means the stage before you become a full fledged oh, something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. But I, th- it was like, but she did the same shit. She would like stuff, and then her publicist was like, ah, she, you know, she yeah. just fat fingered stuff. Yeah, yeah. like uh, that's how this. It's we have to. It's so frustrating that we have to pretend like what's happening isn't happening. Like you can't. We all know what's happening, but because there's, he didn't say I did this on purpose. I don't know. Everyone's pretending like it's not what it is. Yep. Uh, he also has reiterated his opposition to marriage defined as anything other than one man and one woman. Sure. Uh, but also says that he has friends in our community and that he's not, quote, not against those individuals. I just try to encourage and support individuals that I know. But I probably could have been a little more careful in my selection of things. I'm not against my gay friends. I just don't care if they have rights right, yeah. or if anyone treats them well. Yep, exactly right. Fuck like, off. Yeah. And fuck his gay friends. If you're gay, like, I, I get... Your your family is struggling with like you coming out and you're still like you're not cutting them off. You're still working through things. But if you're friends with someone that is actively working on these bills, a politician like this or someone who is that or a right wing, anyone who is working hard to destroy our rights. Fuck you if you're still friends with them. I don't know if these gay people really exist because that's an easy thing to be like, no, I have gay friends. Like, sure. But if you are his gay friend, like, fuck off. Like, yeah. you need to cut ties with him. And if you're still friends, then you're the reason he gets to say, no, I have gay friends. All right. Yeah. Yep. 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 For sure. I'm angry at people that probably don't exist. I don't. Well, they're definitely funny. not listening to us. That's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> News the last. Great. Uh, so a court in Italy has ruled that Ruggero Freddy, Ruggero Freddy, Freddy, I don't know, however you say this motherfucker's new, name. New Patreon <laughs> supporter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a court has ruled in his favor that he was indeed unfairly dismissed from his job at the University La Sapienza uh, because they found out that he was a former gay porn actor. Mm. Uh, so he was given no explanation for his unfair dismissal. He used to work as an actor in the gay porn industry in the United States under the name Carlo Massey. Uh, he worked for Colt. Oh. I, I have I, I have seen him before. You've seen his work. You've yeah. seen his body of work. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of body, sweet Jesus. Yeah, he, yeah. He's 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 a he's he's a yeah. He's a, like a like a, a muscle daddy kind Ooh. of a kind of a situation. Basically, he was looking at academia as his way out of gay porn. He got two degrees, one in mathematics and the other one in engineering and started his PhD and became a professor at the faculty of engineering at university La Sapienza in 2017. And he then sort of noticed that his colleagues and superiors were becoming more and more prejudiced against Mm. him. And he noticed a quote, increasingly hostile environment Many of the extracurricular activities I proposed were canceled without explanation. I put together a meeting on the topic of HIV that I had organized with a student group, and that was canceled. Hmm. Things got worse in 2019 when he was offered a teaching position for a mathematics course. He worked for 60 of the 100 hours that he was contracted for, and the university fired him and then did not pay him. Uh, that's when he decided to file a lawsuit in the civil court of Rome. And so just this past January, the judge ruled in his favor. 
and ordered the university to pay the former gay porn actor 2,500 euros for the teaching hours that he worked and wasn't paid for, and a fine amounting to 1,500 euros for unjustified dismissal. He said, quote, I was forced to sue and I won. I hope my case gives courage to all PhD students who are exploited after years of studies and specializations. Now I have a normal job with a salary. I hope that others will also find the courage to speak out. Nice. I, I think people, even people on the left who support sex work, I think some of them do it in theory. Yeah. And maybe in practice, it's it's harder. Like, would you date a sex worker? If you found out that your teacher is a sex worker, how would you feel? And and yep. that's very different than just theoretically supporting sex workers. Yep. And I think yep. a lot of people are not as progressive as they think they are. Yep. And that's your own shit that you need to work on. Yeah. And but there's also this weird, like, I don't know, court of public opinion. That's a, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a real problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like even... I, I think that there there are organizations of a certain size that even if I, as a leader in that organization, support sex work and sex workers, I know that enough people don't that looking like we support it by employing someone then lends itself to people like not buying my product yeah. or not applying to my school or whatever. Yeah. But there's also, at least in this country, I don't know how it works in Italy, but in the United States you can't like bring a person's private life if it's for a protected class into your decisions about their employment. Mm -hmm. Right. So unless you're like fucking on campus and filming it or something like that's just, it doesn't apply to your ability to teach math. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah. Anyway, that's the news. That's the news. Uh, speaking of people that I bet could teach math because they're so smart, are following new Patreon members. Thank you to Paul Roberts. There is no fucking way I messed that up. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Paul, he's going to email and be like, my name is actually Paul. Robert. Uh, my, Paul Robert. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, sorry, I yelled at you, Paul, for no reason. You did nothing, but have an easy name. Uh, Kaylin Cameron. Did I not put it? Oh, Kaylin Cameron McDonald. Uh, most That's, serial killers have three names. Yeah, uh -oh. yeah, yeah. Uh -oh. yeah. Um, and do you know why most serial killers have three names? Because it sounds sinister. Because they like the they add in the middle is. name to make sure that like it does it's not mistaken for a different person. It's like to specify the person. It's not they don't actually have three names. Oh. Anyway, that's what you learn by listening to murder podcasts. And Zachary Stallings. Stallings? I think all of these I might have gotten. Wow. Let me know. Or don't. If you want to get oh, um um bare back in a thousand, Kyle. <laughs> you don't talk about my weekend on the podcast um uh, uh mike's mouth feels empty my mouth is empty y'all fill it with your 100 words if you are at the 15 dollars level and up remember that you get to write 100 words about anything and mike will read it yep. so um but if you want to check out all the benefits go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast do it one of the many benefits of being a patreon member is that Almost everyone gets to vote on what topic they want to see. Either the Gap Bridgers get to vote on what topic we pick. They drive a lot of our uh, episode ideas and conversation. And then the uh, most other people get to vote on the tiebreaker just in case because that happens. But this time it was whiskey. And we, yeah, you won. You won the whiskey. Yep. yep. Um, and you and I are now drinking whiskey to celebrate. We are. We are drinking whiskey, although, although you're drinking Fireball. Which you said as I poured it was not real, real whiskey. I don't. I think of it as a, like a sweet cinnamon liqueur that maybe has some whiskey overtones to it. It's not a whiskey. <laughs> Notes of, of whiskey. Hence, I'll actually talk about Fireball in yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm drinking Bullet, 
and I'm definitely going to talk about Bullet later. So okay, it, it, all, it all works out. And then for those of you who are uh, Patreon supporters, uh, our bonus segment this time around is going to be me making Kyle drink all of the whiskey that I have, uh, which is many. And you, at, yes. at, while we talk about BDSM, I'm going to torture his mouth hole with my booze <laughs> face. And you are correct that I am drinking Fireball only because it is the, the rest of them are girl. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because otherwise I would have to drink whiskey. Mm. So yeah, I uh, this I don't know what a tasting. We'll see if it's any good or if it's just going to be me going. I don't like. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Maybe I know which one. Do I do them in order of what I think you're going to like oh, or dislike? <laughs> oh, we'll see. Or find, alphabetical. Who knows? I find know. out on the Patreon segment. Yeah. Coming to a Patreon near you. Two scotches, an Irish whiskey, mm. uh, a couple of bourbons. Mm. It's going to be great. Okay. And some more fireball. You can wash it down with fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to talk to you about the history of whiskey, okay? But not really. Oh, okay. I mean, like, like you know, human beings have been like letting shit rot and drinking the juice for like millennia, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, it's true. That's though. the most disgusting <laughs> description of alcohol that I that is actually still true. <laughs> uh, the Babylonians in Mesopotamia definitely did distillation in the second millennium BC, so it's at least. 4,000 years old that we've been doing distillation, which is different than like wine or beer or mead or other kinds of alcohol in like there, there's a process, right? Like you've got to, you've got to distill it, which means let it evaporate so that it purifies and you, you, you let it, you let it evaporate and then recondense what evaporated into the drinkable form of, 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 of liquor barrel. I think of barrels when I think of whiskey. Yep. That's, that's absolutely right. Yep. But we've been doing it a long ass time. But the word whiskey is really what I wanted to talk Ooh, about. Okay. Spell it. I actually, oh. <laughs> because of looking up info, I, can I? Well, Go, what? Yeah. You, uh, it's your podcast, Kyle. Do whatever the fuck you want okay, to. Okay. <laughs> the thing I was going to mention for Fireball, there's a Q&A on the Fireball website. Yeah. And um, one of the cues in their Q&A page is, why is whiskey spelled without an E? Yeah. And their answer is Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey traces its roots back to the cold land of Canada where whiskey is spelled without the letter E and people ride toboggans instead of sleds. Strange place. Great. So there you have it. <laughs> yeah. So with or without Canada, any Canada, how do you feel about that? Canada, let us know in the Canadians only Discord section where no one else is allowed. Yeah, yeah. And and really they're not allowed anywhere else. That's so, true. Like, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so the, the the word whiskey is W H I S K Y or W H I S K E Y. And uh, it, it really, it really just, we can't agree on why, but uh, whiskey with an E is more common in Ireland and the United States, and uh, whiskey without the E is basically how everywhere else spells it. Um, and in the gay community, we often, uh, we love, we love E, so we spell it with the E. Ecstasy. Yeah, I got it. Okay, okay. Did I was, you? I was it just to, wasn't funny. Okay, well, I, I was, no, that's fair. Well, I, I, that's I, fair, Mike. That's I, fine. That's okay. I, I was trying to figure out how to spell whiskey with an X. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, um, oh yeah, E is more like estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll. Uh, I'll <laughs> the gender neutral form <laughs> ends with whiskix with, with an X. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, help us! So whiskey at the end of the day is a more or less universally a grain whiskey and you you distill it in a usually copper still of some kind but uh it's just water and grain whether it's malted barley or some other type of grain 
and sometimes yeast, sometimes just the sugars and the grain are what make it ferment. But it's basically, it's more or less the same everywhere. And they add different flavors to it based on like what kind of a barrel they put it in, which is something that you talked about, how much smoke they smoke the grain mm. with before it goes into the, the, the process. Like, uh, and part of why we're talking about this is whiskey is a straight stereotype. Like this, a smoky whiskey is what I imagine some dude drinks at the end of working his banking job, like sitting on his couch, like smoking a cigar. They're very, very powerful, like tropes about men drink whiskey with a cigar in the back room, mm-hmm. just manning it up with the other men making just, decisions for their lady folk, right? Yep, like yep. they're in the study with the, with the, with the books and the, like the, the globe, robe. the globe that doesn't turn, it just has the whiskey in it (laughs) and he's wearing a robe a purple robe for some reason all of this is straight for some reason next to a fireplace like yeah yep uh but but yeah like whiskey is does does have like serious masculine overtones all of this was to say i i think primarily this episode is going to be a straight stereotype oh yeah episode but also um i really couldn't find anything in the history of whiskey that is gay but it is Gaelic. That's where the word comes from. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, so <laughs> you, you did it. In, in Latin, uh, uh, distilled alcohol of all forms is was known as aqua vitae, which is water of life. And that made it into the Gaelic languages, Scottish Gaelic and, and Irish Gaelic and modern Irish, for that matter, as whiskey or whiskey and uh, U-I-S-C-E. And betha... Betha? I don't speak Irish, Kyle. It's like the hardest shit ever. Like their <laughs> letters don't make the same sounds and I don't know, Polish is pretty wild. Y- well, yeah, that has no vowels. It's just like <laughs> yeah, just mash- and W's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the, the the word whiskey ends up in English via Gaelic. Yeah. Um and I don't just Gaelic, I gay suck. Right? Yeah. Gay suck. <laughs> T-suck. That's the the president of ireland anyway he was gay really yeah he oh. sucks it's oh. dick um <laughs> <laughs> you just went on a journey there best, <laughs> that you lost me for best episode ever yeah it's i made my joke it's gaelic okay okay um, <laughs> uh how do you feel about whiskey you hate it, right? Yeah. I, well, I think it's bad, and I think everyone pretends it's good, and they pretend like they're cool by ordering an old-fashioned, and they don't look as cool as they think they do. Um, okay, anyway. Great. Good segment. <laughs> what, do you, what about you? You like whiskey. I do. I don't particularly care for, like, bourbons. Hmm. I'm, I'm a scotch drinker, but fairly limited to certain regions of Scotland, right? Like, there's, there's um, the really, really smoky peaty scotches, like from Isla. Um, I usually not a fan. There are some exceptions, but I, I, I like the fairly simple Highland scotch, like a single malt Highland scotch. That's not super smoky. Mm. I like that. I like that flavor, but I also, I'm not a purist. Like some people hate the way that I drink whiskey because I almost always do whiskey on the rocks and a squirt of water. Mm. Like I like the flavor, but I don't want the burn of the alcohol. So, uh, there are a lot of people who say whiskey should only ever be drank neat or meaning just the whiskey and nothing else uh, and maybe like a drop or two of water like you I've heard real pretentious people say you add just a drop of water and it's like oh, okay. it opens up the bouquet yeah Kyle, something blah, blah, something blah. something yeah douchey 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 but um at the the uh the, the Scottish whiskey experience in Edinburgh which is the world's slowest roller coaster while it explains to you how scotch is made <laughs> um uh, i bet the roller coaster gays are like wait 
Right. I have an opinion about you calling it a roller coaster. It, it's kind of adorable. They put you in a big barrel and like you move along Aww. a track while like like they show you the the history of how scotch is made mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. Anyway, uh, they said over and over again in that presentation that like there is no wrong way to drink scotch. Mm-hmm. There's no wrong way to be gay. Stop gatekeeping. If you like the flavor of it, then great, go for it, do it. That's it's for that's do it. Yeah, and. Um, That's a good connection. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, you're right that a lot of people do have judgments about what to do. And it's like, man, just like the things you like and let other people do the same. Absolutely. How I, I how do you feel when you drink whiskey? Um, huh. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like there, there's a certain amount of like, I feel I feel fancy. Mm. Like I, I put it in one of one of my glasses. That's like a whiskey glass. Mm-hmm. And. I feel it's not I don't typically do it to get drunk like I really am trying to enjoy a whiskey like if I'm gonna get fucked up I'm gonna drink a bunch of seltzer or like beer or like shots of vodka I don't know like but I'm uh, this I'm legit doing for an experience Mm. so there's a certain amount of like I, I guess it's, is that pretentiousness? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, but it's back to like uh, like what you like. You're not using that to judge other people who like it a different way. Like you're so. But I I would drink whiskey, and occasionally I do that, and occasionally I do that with beer, where I'm like, I want to drink this. I don't love this, but I want to feel like a dude right now. Oh yeah, and that so uh, there is part of me that just likes dislikes the taste, but still likes the concept and doing it, and that's purely about the stereotypes about both of the beer and whiskey alcohol like yeah as uh, the taste is fine I, I don't despise it like I, I, I I'm fine with it but there is like a feeling that I get of like cool I'm one of the dudes right now so there was a time okay we've said before that there are a lot of gay stereotypes that start out as something that's actually feminine it's associated with femininism Feminism, femininity, femininity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then that gets sort of projected onto gay men as like they are feminine because they take it, mm-hmm. and that that's how it enters the gay lexicon and identity. Is, is I wonder if the reverse is also true though. And here's where I'm going with this: there was a period of time when, for all of my male friends' birthdays, except for you, <laughs> I would get them a bottle of some kind, usually of whiskey especially my dad every year. Um, but that's that's what I would do. I would go and I would pick out a whiskey for someone and give that to them. And uh, then when I realized that our friend Shreya likes whiskey, I was kind of thrown for a loop by that. I was like, mm. you can't like whiskey. You're a girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I had this consternation about like, well, do I put her on my birthday bottle of whiskey list? Because she likes whiskey that's easier than figuring out what else to get her yeah Uh, but i definitely had this like weird i give whiskey to dudes and like i had to readjust my schema for like how the whole thing works because because she's a female yeah and so i i don't know it's it's like there are there are certain things that i associate with masculinity and therefore not with femininity and then not with gay dudes right yes, so yes like, absolutely you you end up not being on my whiskey list but, well because i know you don't like it but also mm-hmm. i think that there's also a, there's a, a weird fucked up gendered thing that's yeah. happening there that i'm like unpacking yeah yeah and i think that's a good example of how deeper like when those kinds of things happen when all of a sudden you you're hit by this what 
could be obvious like oh my god i only give this to the dudes why do i do that like that's how deeply ingrained this feeling and this association with masculinity i think we talk about stereotypes all over the board and some of them are deeply ingrained some of them are new and some of them but this one i think that's a good sign that this is deeply ingrained in our beliefs that it's so associated with masculinity that you a person who we, uh, you know, I would think you're beyond any kind of gender norms or assumptions, or but we still or at have. The, these. Or at the very least, I consider myself a feminist. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and still, this happens. So I think, yeah. Um, but do, do you want to know the truth about whether it is actually straight? Boy, fucking howdy, do I do? <laughs> Good. If you said no, then that would <laughs> this episode would be just you. Oh wait, not if you're going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Twerry, come on in. No, no, God, please, no, God, no. I hate no, whiskey. You, no, <laughs> I'm a straight bottom. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, what do you think we'd find on Twerry's computer? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there is a, I'm pretty sure, um, something that I've referred to before, preferred alcoholic drinks by sexual orientation. This is for the U.S. Uh, it was a study done in 2011. It was published on st- statista.com. You have to pay to get the source, which, fuck you, that's mean, but I didn't. So I it, on st- statista.com. And then, you know, they're, they do gay, straight men and women. Those are the only options. So, oops, only binaries. Um, okay. So, but the that, worst breakfast cereal ever. <laughs> oops, only binaries. <laughs> Just ones and zeros. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, for whiskey, the breakdown in order of most preferred to least preferred. Why? <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Let me. Uh, this looks weird. Let me double check this. Actually, did okay. I do this wrong? Gayish. <laughs> okay. No, I just had to double check because uh, number one, highest percentage, the the group that ranks whiskey highest out of all four of these categories, gay men. What? What? Yeah. What? I just appeared. I mean, I I wrote this down. Hard disagree, Kyle. <laughs> I mean, but this is numbers and yours is a feeling and right. feelings don't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, straight men are at 19. I'm high on believing. I don't know what that is. It's hooked on a feeling. It's fine. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm in a mood today, Kyle. Do you think it's the whiskey? I think it might be the do whiskey. Think, do you think it's that I had a boy in my bed this morning? Ooh, do you want to talk about that instead? No, we're going to talk about that on the cake episode. <laughs> oh, cake, 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 cake. Uh, gay men were at 26%. Straight men were at 19%. Lesbians were at 18%. And straight women were at 7%. So I would have expected straight women to be the lowest on the list. But Just so I understand, this is oh, no. what percentage of them said of all of the boozes, whiskey is my favorite? Their preferred alcoholic drink. Okay. And yes, all, all of the booze are options that they could select from. Great. Okay. Okay. So maybe just uh, the... Okay. So then I also wrote like... That still seems like a lot. Like Seems like a lot. One out of four yeah. gay dudes? Um, I would think like just just like vodka soda would be like eighty five percent, and then like a long tail of nothing after that. You could pick multiple ones. Okay, 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 okay. So, but still, a quarter whether or not they they're ordering it on this time, a quarter of gay men like whiskey. Okay, well now I think it's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Because maybe okay. Here's I'm trying to talk and think at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That's but, what podcasting is. Okay, great. <laughs> um. Six years in, Kyle. Here we go. Here <laughs> we, we are go. figuring. I think we're starting to figure it out. I wonder if that made it easy for them to 
check the things that they think that they're supposed to be into if it's like a masking thing for them mm-hmm. if it's like whiskey yeah i'm into whiskey dude 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 <laughs> but like they don't actually drink it in their real life yeah maybe because because select your favorite that's a different proposition than like what of these will you put in your hole yep <laughs> <laughs> and we know that case will put anything in there um so for gay men the the highest percentage drink was wine followed closely by vodka for lesbians. The highest percentage was beer followed by wine. Actually, Uh, they liked wine at a higher rate than gay men. Great. Uh, Straight men. Beer was far and away their preference. Beer was at 61% said they liked beer and 30% said wine. So that checks out. Everything else was a little bit closer, but for that was like the highest percentage is that straight men like beer. Yeah. And interesting lesbians and straight men, the numbers are different, but the order beer, wine, vodka, same order for both groups, which that's the stereotype is that, you know, straight men and, and lesbian women are the, you yep. know, akin to each other yep. and straight women. It goes wine, beer, vodka. So no one had whiskey in their top three, but yeah, that's I, interesting to me too. Like, like wine being first for straight chicks checks out. Okay. Yep. yep. But the but fact I would that, expect number two to be like, I don't know, vodka. Yeah. Wine, beer, vodka for straight women. And for everyone, wine was up there, which I don't think of straight men as, you know, I think of straight men as not liking wine, but it, again, like this is where, Yes, far and away, they more than double liked beer, but that doesn't mean zero like wine. Everything then gets to these uh, as binaries. We talk about like everything just gets to, oh, gay men like it more. So that means straight men don't like it, which just that isn't the case. And I think it's hard to untrain our brain from like putting things into just yes or no categories. Yeah. Well, there's there's also there's also um, way way back in season one on our wine episode, the Mm -hmm. whole talk about how like. Like straight dudes, I only drink red, and it has to be a cab. I want a big bold red, and uh, yeah, our friend Chris was on there, and he was like, "It's hot. Like, are you sure you don't want a cool, refreshing white wine? I know that's for ladies, nope. but it's okay if you drink that. too gay, yep. too gay. Yep, yeah. So yeah, wine does have a big enough variety that you know, as does beer. So, and everyone fucking loves vodka. That's the Gata. Gata, Gata, Gata. Surprising. All right. Well. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to tell you a, a very sort of I don't know painful story. It's not painful. Oh, the story okay. is not painful. The story is great. I just don't know how to string it together to be like maximum drama. Oh, okay. You know, I don't usually before you start telling a story, you don't say this is going to be bad. <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually that's not a great setup for a story. But absolutely true. I'm going to tell go. you about the movie Whiskey Galore. Okay, I. Don't know what this is. Yeah. Whiskey Galore is a film that came out in 1949, and it's a British comedy produced by Ealing Studios. It starred Basil Radford, Bruce Seaton, Joan Greenwood, and Gordon Jackson. No. All of those people are dead. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it came out It came out in 1949, and um, in that movie, the inhabitants of the isolated Scottish island of Tade? 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 T-O-D-D-A-Y. It's in the Outer Hebrides. So they run out of whiskey. It's during World War II. They have no whiskey. Everyone's real sad because, (laughs) you know, whiskey is the only thing worth living for, I guess, if you're Scottish. Anyway, but then so a freighter, the SS cabinet minister, runs aground and begins to sink. And they learn that there's 50,000 cases of whiskey on this boat. Wow. So where this is going is the French version of this movie 
whiskey galore is whiskey a go go. A go go means a lot or in abundance. Hmm. Galore, there's a bunch. So whiskey galore was whiskey a go go. Hmm. So then in France, in Wallapine, uh, it's a seaside town near Cannes. Okay, you've had some names to do today. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> this dude opened a French bar in the early 60s named for that movie called Whiskey A Go-Go. It was at that bar that he began to uh, hire lady dancers that began to be called go-go dancers. And uh, then uh, there was a uh, uh, Los Angeles club that borrowed the same name and um, they uh, it's still there, actually, a, a bar called Whiskey A Go-Go. It's in West Hollywood and on the Sunset Strip. And they, uh, they borrowed their name and business model from this French bar really popularized the idea of, of lady go-go dancers. And then that morphed eventually into male go-go dancing, mm-hmm. topless men. And then eventually just like dudes in their, in their underwear. Anyway. So like, that's the, the very, very short version of just like, we have whiskey to thank for go-go boys. Wow. You owe so much to whiskey. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. I've spent so much money on whiskey. I've spent so much money on go-go boys. It's, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between whiskey and go-go boys for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, pour me a glass of one of either. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, uh, apparently go-go boys started in, in the 60s and as, as a direct influence from, from go-go girls. And, mm. and go-go girls you know, got their name from this French bar that got its name from this movie about... That's a whiskey shortage. So weird how language works like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it would have been crazy to be like, we, we've talked a lot about the post Stonewall pre AIDS gay scene, gay culture. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was pretty raunchy. Mm-hmm. Like there was uh, in the United States, which I think of the United States as being like super prudish and like a place where you can't go see full dong in public. Mm-hmm. But that in 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 the seventies that was not the case. There were mm-hmm. lots of live sex shows, male strip clubs. Uh, there was you know a lot of go go dancing that that started during that time. That was just like my favorite kind of go go bar, but everywhere. <laughs> um, you wouldn't have to go to a go go bar. You just go to a bar, right? Yeah, yeah. And then some people say that like go go dancing. There was this big decline in go go dancing in the seventies but that Madonna brought it back. Huh. And that kind of upsets me in a way because I think she gets credit for a lot of stuff Mm. that like isn't actually hers. Yeah. But But um, she did like, you can give her credit for popularizing something, but I think maybe some people think that it started there. That's true. There's like a, there's some credit that she should be given, but she's been given more credit than I, is I just, due. I just think about voguing, right? Yep. And like yep. she full on stole that from black people. Yep, yep. Or did she? Or like was yep. that in her intent? Or like I don't know. What do, what do black people think? Do they think that this white lady stole their 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 art form? Yeah. Like I've I've heard that sometimes, but I don't yeah. actually know that we talk about it that much. Yeah. Anyway, that was my very contorted and pained way of, of, <laughs> of letting you know that whiskey gave us the term go-go boy. It wasn't contorted. You vogued through that segment. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck on, I I just, I wrote this and then blocked it that gay men have a higher percentage, like, pre- preference for whiskey than straight men. I don't know, like, hmm. I don't know why I, like, I just, I didn't process, I didn't, 
I, I wrote that down and then clearly just was like, I reject this information and moved yeah. on because I like I was surprised all over again. Yeah, I'm still on that. OK, it's, it's like when I go back and listen to an old episode of Gage and I'm like, that sounds like me. I remember none of that. <laughs> Sometimes I learn a lot from listening yeah. to old episodes. Sometimes about my own life. Yeah. You know, it's a journey for all of us together. Let's all listen to back episodes. That helps our downloads. OK, I'm going to talk about Firewall. Nope. Fireball. Fireball? Yep. Okay. Um, which I am actively drinking. Yeah. Um, so, what? You raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Mike, Mike <laughs> you go. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> we should institute our hand raising policy. God, it would, it, would, it would have helped with my brothers being on last week. Oh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for being so nice about that episode. There Thanks was a to lot your of brothers. Fun. We didn't really think that. We didn't really think Because <laughs> we were doing our little, little, little shtick. Thanks to your brothers for being on. It was a blast. Yeah. We should have them on again. I think that's par for the course, though. Like, yeah. like why, why, why tell them nice things? Yeah, yeah. Just, they know, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Don't tell your family you love them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Fireball is just like white trash nectar, right? Like I my first question is ask you and your family. Oh, like great. you okay. and your family drink it. Is that what you're referring to? Like yes. your family? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Shots of fireball, shots of rumple mints. Rumble mints. Yeah, that's I, the I have a bottle of rumple mints. It's not whiskey, so we can't do that during the no, Patreon segment. Illegal. But yeah. When I, I went home you with you. You did show some fireball with my grandma. Yes. <laughs> like, who was walking around with a fucking tray? Like, uh, like who want, like doing shots with people? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. c- compared to my family, yeah. who my parents split one margarita at dinner. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just very different. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, but is it is it is that just your family or is it actually kind of a, a white trash stereotype? I think of it as being a white trash thing, and I I I, I don't I think it's because it's so approachable and easy. Hmm. And going back to our, our our talk earlier about like the smoke filled room and the snifter of brandy with a cigar, there's a there's a sophistication level that's mm-hmm. there, and it really feels like the just like smack your dick in my face cinnamon flavor that overpowers everything whiskey-esque about it is like that that screams low class it's like Mm. it's the it's the low class version of this otherwise classy thing to say it's fireball whiskey Mm. i don't know i i i didn't think about any of that before i said it so now i'm gayish (laughs) um is but but you stumbled no 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 uh, that all makes sense. You, but where you got to is, is Fireball Whiskey? Actually, I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Is Fireball Whiskey? Not those little tiny bottles. But. Not those. Well, you said even the, what, there's, is it actually like made of whiskey versus like what you're talking about? Like, oh, there's like, you know, heavy cinnamon flavoring. Yes. The little things of Fireball are not, there is no whiskey in them. There's small, like 99 cents things that are in these smaller bottles. They're sold in more places and those are called fireball cinnamon oh versus fire cinnamon whiskey okay. which is contains whiskey which is the bigger bottles of it okay okay so like the 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 big the handle the half gallon of fireball that you just poured this drink that you're actively drinking out of likely is has whiskey in it i looked at the name of the bottle as i poured it and it said whiskey on okay it. that yeah. is the it, like it, it's one of those tricky things it, technically like, correct is the best kind of correct Kyle. okay <laughs> speaking of we'll ha- we'll see what you say about this on the fire cinnamon label yeah 
So the one that does not contain whiskey, yeah. the little, little bottles, Fire Cinnamon label says, malt beverage with natural whiskey and other flavors and caramel color. I mean, that's corporate bullshit for, I don't know. Natural whiskey and other flavors. What they they are they are actually being sued over this. Okay, 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 okay. They, I'd heard something about this, but not over the why. Yeah, like the, is, the the headline that went out was just like it has no whiskey yes. in it. You're drinking, I don't know, somebody's big red chewing gum spit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone just snapped cinnamon chewed on the sides and pissed into a bottle yep. and that's what you hear um no it's it's because natural whiskey and other flavors like the ambiguity is clearly intentional natural whiskey flavor and yeah. other flavors that's yeah. but it's constructed a in a way that yep. and they do have to their credit natural whiskey and other flavors is ampersand and then they wrote out the word and caramel color. So those things go together. Like yeah, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. did this all in the most convoluted way so that people think it's whiskey. Have it's you, it's the clearly intending to do this. Have you heard of all of those the lawsuits where like the Oxford comma actually has like, oh. like determined the legality of what's happening? Right? I, like, I think I've, that's my favorite thing because it's like. You should always care about grammar, not just when it gets you sued. Yeah. Use the Oxford comma, you bitches. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Oxford will thank you. So the class action lawsuit is for fraud and misrepresentation. Um, also, I read on, on NPR that um, part of the uh, lawsuit is given the lack of whiskey, the 99 cents for a 1.7 fluid, fluid ounce bottle is overpriced. Wow. <laughs> Imagine being sued because your product was too expensive given how shitty it is. Right, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Um, the suit seeks to represent more than 100 additional customers and uh, the amount of damages exceeds 5 million. Great. So I, how can I get in on that sweet, I, sweet cinnamony money goodness? Your family could be like <laughs> named at the top. It could be Johnson's versus Fireball. If I think it, based on how much y'all drink this, sure, yeah. I mentioned one of the questions on Q and A that was about why it's spelled without an e. There's also is Fireball made with real cinnamon, and they say you're damn right. Don't worry, I can taste it. You've, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you put enough in it for two. Um, and is Fireball safe to drink? I heard Fireball has antifreeze in it. Is that true? I've heard that too. No, it doesn't have antifreeze. Somebody told me that has formaldehyde in it. I'm like, fuck you, it does not. Like, <laughs> I don't think it does. And that is that is Fireball. Great. How is how is it? Are you, you're out. You're almost out. Oh yeah, I did. I did one finger. <laughs> I have a tiny <laughs> butthole of a glass. Great. Excellent. I can only take one finger. Well done. I have to be careful because like the cinnamon and the booze will like sometimes like make my heartburn get out of control mm. if I like, you know, if I'm not ready for it. But also this like like you mentioned, this is one where because of like the cinnamon and like its sweetness, you can kind of like drink it and then all of a sudden be like, oh, goodbye, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is the end for me. Yep. Have you ever had a, what is it? What's it called? An orchard fire? No. What's that? It's an angry orchard cider with a shot of fireball in it. Oh, that sounds delicious. Lots of people fucking love that. Also, that's white trash as fuck. And it's I amazing. Love that. <laughs> I want that now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any angry orchard. I'm sorry. But ah, like, you can Mike. Yeah. I'll just get the angry. Just angry. I don't know. <laughs> the fire part. Or, yeah. Anyway, 
Well, you were ta- you just talked about Fireball, mm-hmm. so I'm going to talk about what I'm drinking, which okay. is which is Bullet. Okay. And uh, With these name. Okay, I just realized this. Both names are like whiskey names. Are they all like I'm a man? It's a bullet. Like there's there's got to be one like tank shield, and there's probably another one called like. Uh, Sword penis, or you know, like the, Take shield whiskey. Let's see if this. If, <laughs> uh, oh, there is a product called Tank Shield. What is it? Uh, but it is it's paint for the outside of tanks <laughs> for the like like oh. ho- holding tanks. Oh, perfect! That's Which, actually a good name. For I mean, that. drink it. You'll probably get fucked up. So <laughs> like, <laughs> that does have antifreeze in it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay. yeah, no, I, I I think you're right. Like like Scottish whiskeys, they're named after like the like it's always some like Ockentoshan and Glenlivet and Glenfiddich mm-hmm. and Glengoulier like, is on Archer. And then it seems like American whiskeys are named after people: mm-hmm. Jim Beam, Jack Daniels. Oh yeah, uh, it's like Grandpa used to get fucked up on this shit. Let's name it after him. <laughs> yeah, yep. You were going to talk about Bullet. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about Bullet. Okay. So I want to be clear. I plan on, as soon as this bottle is done, mm-hmm. uh, which there's maybe one more glass of it left in the bottle, I'm never going to buy it again. Oh. Will you tell us why during the course of this segment? I'm going to tell you why according, uh, yeah, it, during during this during this segment. Okay. So Bullet Bourbon has like risen and become super popular for a long time it was you know everywhere and costco sells it which is why i have a bottle because i throw parties and i usually get all my shit at costco Mm -hmm. and it's it's pretty well regarded for like it's it's high quality given the price point Hmm. and it was uh it's it's distilled in lawrenceburg kentucky by a man named tom bullet and that oh that's really a name that's really a name which is why it's spelled the way that it's spelled because it's not spelled bullet like a like uh, a like a like a gun bullet. It's yeah. spelled B U L L E I T. Oh, the Bullet family apparently has been making whiskey uh, at least since the 1830s, and history happens, mergers happen, and uh, it, it becomes part of this uh, this mega corporation called Diageo. Okay. Now, according to the HRC, Diageo is uh, one of the best places to work for LGBT equality. Oh, nice. For the last nine years. But the bullets themselves apparently are just fucking homophobic. Wow. So Hollis Bullet, the daughter of Tom, and for a long time she was known as the first lady of bourbon. In 2017, she posted to Facebook that she and her wife Cher, <laughs> nice, <laughs> uh, had been squeezed out of the family business because they're lesbians. Wow. So the first lady of bourbon married a woman and we can't have that in Kentucky. So yeah. she was she was forced out, pushed out. Well, oh, just her uh, wife share. I'm still also. I can't. Yeah. I mean, there's just there was just a lot in that sentence that was very gay. Lesbians, if you want gays to care about you more, marry a share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you believe in pussy after love? <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So so in this in this Facebook post, she said, "quote One is not respecting personal family business by staying silent when people's civil rights are at stake." In light of my experience, I do not understand how the company I worked for is on many of the top best practices lists wow. for LGBTQIA employees to work. There's there's a, a homophobia in the whiskey industry and in the alcohol industry in general. In the course of the 10 years that Sharon and I spent with the company, we spent less than three weeks time in the company of the Bullet family. I was forced to deflect questions about my family at work events. 
which put me in a horrible position of not my making, either through assumptions, omissions, or direct advice. And uh, when my step-grandmother passed, I got only a text. Wow. I was asked to come home for Christmas, but Cher was not invited. Damn. The only holiday we attended was Thanksgiving in 2016, and we were promptly uninvited via text from the following core family Christmas. And it was because the family was a business and intertwined with a global corporation, I find it odd that I did not benefit from the departments and safeguards that are put place to either intervene or provide mediation or educational diversity training, as would be the expected protocol for employees in this type of situation. Anyway, she goes on. It's a big, long thing about how, like, Bullet is homophobic as fuck. The family is homophobic as fuck. My wife and I have had an awful time. I've been asked to either not invite her or to minimize our relationship, especially in things like photographs. Um, wow. If, go ahead. There's uh, the, the what, what she's describing, I, I think that's so common for people, like queer people. It, it may not be that your family says, you're a faggot, and they kick you in the butt and say, never come home. Like They do these things like not, invite your significant other where everyone else does. And you're like, wait, was that? And these like one time you're like, okay, was that, or like stand this place in the photographs or don't talk about this thing. And you're like, oh wait, is that how they would treat any relate? It's just like what she's describing. She adds it up to make it clear that they're homophobic, but I could, I'm just picturing this common queer experience where you do like one thing and you're like, I don't know. And, and yeah, like, and then eventually you're like, Oh fuck. Like yeah. this is completely homophobic. Sort of the death by a thousand paper cuts. Thing, exactly. Right? Like nothing, nothing stands out as they like a uh, smoking gun. Yeah. If whatever, they did but... one of those and nothing else, that might've just been a bad incident, but not, yeah, it, it was just, that just struck me as like, and that's how so many queer people have to deal with their families and it, it's not as kind of black and white as you may think until you tie all the examples together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think this is, this, this is the sort of problematic space too. I think of like spirit of the law versus letter of the law or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a family brand. It's a family business, but is now owned by a mega corporation Diageo. Mm-hmm. So how did they deal with this situation when mm-hmm. it came to light? Yeah. Uh, it was to just shit on her and say that she was wrong. <gasps> a Diageo spokesperson says that her Facebook posts are, quote, inaccurate and come after she failed to agree to new contract terms. Hmm. They're saying she wasn't fired. She wasn't pushed out. She wouldn't sign the contract. Hmm. Quote, it's unfortunate that we were not able to come to terms on the multi-year contract that we recently offered to Hollis. However, to insinuate that the failure to do so was due to bias of any kind is simply unfair and inaccurate. We are very proud of our long track record of work through many of our brands to support the LGBT community. We are appreciative of Hollis's past efforts on behalf of the brand and the industry. But that's also like kind of not the point, right? Like (laughs) that's so shitty. I don't I don't care. Like inaccurate. So they're saying she's lying. Like that's basically what they said. And who do I believe the person who has to risk everything and her entire relationship with her business, her past, her family? to risk all of like people don't step forward lightly. I think that's another thing. Like like, everyone was just like, Oh, you're lying or, Oh, you want attention. Like, do you, can you imagine the years of turmoil this person has to go through and the ongoing shit that you would have to do to, to speak out against your family like this? Like, and then just be like, Oh no, she's lying. Like that sucks. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have not decided yet whether I'm going to 
turn the rock over and look under the rock to see what other brands Diageo owns. Oh. But her story, I think Diageo is like guilty of a different crime. Her story that her family, the Bullet family, the the family whose name is on this alcohol that I'm drinking, mm-hmm. it is so fucking terrible to her and her wife. I'm done with Bullet. Hmm. So I'll finish this bottle and never again. Hmm. Is that like, do you have other options that you like just as much? Is that kind of like a, ugh, like I'll have to, I'll, I guess I'll have to order other things now and that sucks? Like, uh, I mean, I, I'm not really a big like Kentucky bourbon fan okay. to begin with. So like, I just, I won't be getting it for my parties and I like it. That's not a huge loss. Hmm. So I, I, Thanks, Kyle. My sacrifice means no, nothing because I, did. I didn't actually care. It's like it's like it's like I don't know, g- giving up giving up sardines for Lent. Yeah. Like like you didn't. You're not doing Jesus very many favors there because you didn't like them anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna give up sex with women for Lent. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I I didn't mean that. I was just curious. Like you know what? I don't know. I don't know why I said other than just to be weirdly rude. I did. I did not mean that. Do you know why I put whiskey on the list? Why? St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Oh, That's this fuck. week. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, because, yeah, Irish are all alcoholics. <laughs> and you have time to not buy bullet if you go out and get your St. Patrick's Day bevs. Absolutely. I'm going to drink Jameson instead. It's going to be great. Nice. Oh, so I did want to say some some options. Um, there is an article on whiskeyraiders.com, which I think is a, a, a just that's not a website that I want to belong to, but it exists. <laughs> uh, but in, in 2022, they wrote an article that's a list of five LGBTQ plus owned whiskey brands to support after pride, which I thought was an interesting thing. They, the, the article came out in July mm. pride month is June. Yeah. So they're like, if you want to keep supporting queer people, not just during the rainbow washed pride month of June, here are five options for you. Yeah. So one is Kings County distillery. Uh, they're in New York. They make corn and barley uh, whiskeys. Uh, there's one called still Austin, which is in, Austin, Texas. Chris Seals apparently is the co-founder and CEO of of of, of that. They have uh, there's Republic Restoratives Distillery, and they are based in I don't know where they're based, but uh, it's it's owned and operated by by women and and lesbians. Boston Harbor Distillery, Milam and Green is the last one, but there are lots of options, and we can post the list somewhere, I guess, <laughs> or not. I don't know. Probably won't, but. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> but in, in a in a in a very masculine, very straight focused industry, like at least in terms of image, mm-hmm. as as the whiskey industry, there are uh, at least five LGBTQ plus owned whiskey brands that you can you know buy buy local, buy yeah. family, yeah. or what? Uh, yeah, you have options. Well, yeah, I mean, part of that then is like, yeah, like I mean, how much will that affect you to instead of buying Bullet, buy something else? Like, there's plenty of options out there. Surely you can give this up. You can give this up, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> great great did we do it uh i okay okay i'm gonna on the patreon segment yeah. i have a theory that whiskey is bdsm great um but i, I i'm I, gonna prove it okay because i'm you're gonna torture my mouth yeah um you're gonna dom whiskey me yep um i will talk a little bit more about it on the uh, patreon segment um okay. i uh did we do it i don't know it it's weird because this is one where i told you numbers that said the opposite. Yeah. And in my mind, it's still a masculine dude thing. Oh, okay. I don't like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I like I like that, though. Oh, why? 
Because I think that life is messy, and I, I, mm. on on the show, I think that we we tend to focus on gay stereotypes and whether they're true or not, whether they apply or not. But like to also look at a straight stereotype that turns out is is the opposite potentially. <laughs> yeah, I think that's super interesting. Yeah, but still very much like what we want to talk about and work on. But like yeah. it's 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 a different it's a different outcome than we're used to, and I love that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it says something that like stereotype. This is one. So the stereotype is not based in truth. It's and a type of stereo. It's a type of stereo <laughs> stereotype. Um, I just saw Derek shake his head. <laughs> um, I I I think the yeah the the stereotypes are based on this image that we've cultivated, and that image is sometimes cre- there. Sometimes there's a like there's a baseline of truth that then it grows from. And this might not, or, and maybe that's what happened, but it's evolved over the years or I, I don't know, you know, it's, I don't, it, it'd be interesting. Like maybe we can do this again and look more at why that has evolved over time or where this started. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it, it bugs me. It mm-hmm. bugs me that like my, and maybe this is also part of it is like, it takes time to change your mental. If you have this mental idea of it's a straight thing, just looking at these numbers once doesn't turn my brain around all yeah. immediately yeah. and and all of a sudden and i think that's that's okay this one is a little bit more lighthearted it's fine if i i don't know I'm, it's not it's not a huge impactful thing that i think straight dudes do this that doesn't make too big of a difference yeah. it's like not this big heavy thing but i think for bigger heavier things that's important to know and be okay with the that it takes time to change like starting with data is a great place to start if that's how you roll and it will then continue to take time to, to have that sink in and really feel it. Yep. Maybe that's the frustration that I'm feeling is that the, the realization is the hardest part, but then there's this discomfort after the realization, but before you've really changed your mental like map of this thing. Yeah. And that's the space I'm in right now. How much do you think that this is just like marketing? Right, like mm. like Subaru became the lesbian car. We learned this in season yeah. one, yeah, because they went after and marketed to lesbians, right? Yeah, but like, that one was also based in truth. There were lesbians tended to, and I think that's different than this. Like they tended to, well, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, they did buy it more often. Subaru's like, cool, let's actually focus on the LGBT community and lesbians specifically, and and they did it. Yeah. I think right when they did it. I, yeah, I wonder maybe th- this did start. Uh, well, that's what I was saying. Like the names of it really sound like they're marketed towards dudes. Like the names of things being either dude names or th- I mean, bullet you taught me was a name, but like yeah. fireball, like th- that these are names that are trying to be like, Hey bros. Yeah. Buy me. Yeah. I'm cool. I'm well, straight. Yeah. And the, 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 uh, the, the marketing for all of these things is like a lot of earth tones, yeah. a lot of like Brown, like, you know, filters on, on the photographs, uh, yeah. like caramel coloring uh, yeah. and a lot of like, I feel like it doesn't really focus on the people, but when there are people, it's usually like a rugged looking handsome dude. In, yes. Like a suit. Yes. Or, uh, like, you Absolutely. Know. At a like upscale bar ordering like his, you know, whiskey drink. Yeah. And maybe hitting on a beautiful woman mm-hmm. who's like into him because he's drinking that whiskey yeah yeah i I think i think marketing has a lot to do with it yeah and i don't expect them to change until they have to or or need to right right? like they're gonna keep they're gonna keep it's working they're making their money so they're gonna keep (laughs) doing it right yeah absolutely Hmm. yeah this is a weird one but i'm glad i'm glad we talked about it i wouldn't i i I appreciate the gap pressures because i don't think i would have picked this one myself so thanks for voting y'all you can also thank me yeah i could (laughs)
That's true. I could. Great. <laughs> it means we're going to have to drink some whiskey, Kyle. Do you want to do you want to take a break? <sighs> let's talk for another 30 minutes about other th- <laughs> Yeah, let's take a break. All right, let's take a break. Break. Just me sucking whiskey. No, I hated it. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Doesn't mean we're. Are we ready? I'm ready. Are we back? Are are we? Are we? (laughs) We did our Patreon segment and we drank. Goodbye, everybody. Um, we're back. We're gonna do our gayest and straightest. We're gonna do our gayest and straightest. But first, but first, no. Oh, but first, but But, first, but first was okay. I want to thank uh, a couple people that are just like very active with Gaish. Uh, I want to thank Justin Edens, who always replies to our, our posts on and, and promotes on, on Twitter, on Instagram. Thank you, Justin. And on Spaces, uh, Jay Fox, who is always like very active there. Thank you to the like people that are just like big fans and, and reply and talk to us. We appreciate you. Jamie Fox listens? Uh, yes. <laughs> but imagine without the me. Great. Take the me out of Jamie Fox, and you've got Jay Fox. Um, also, something that I keep forgetting to mention is um, we have been doing transcripts for our recent episodes. Oh yeah, and yeah. That is thanks to that. That's part of what we've been using Patreon funds for. That's yeah. Part of, thanks Patreon. It's expensive. Yes, and, it, it costs money. Uh, AI does a bad job or not good enough to make it readable. Which uh, um, part of the survey results showed that a decent number of you wanted transcripts and. We have the funds through Patreon, thanks to Patreon, to be able to do that. I think it's both, you know, it's helpful to us just from like, you know, search and and Google perspective. And also we want, we think that our podcast should be accessible to those, anyone who, for which reading the text would be helpful. So thank you to Patreon. I, I want them to know that their money is going to things that help both us and everyone have more access to yeah. the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, 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 yep. And now, but first. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on Instagram spaces. We have a Discord. Um, you can go to gayishpodcast.com slash contact to find all the places. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, Nine eight one oh nine. I just had the thought of like Kyle, get your shit together. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to do our gays and straightest? No local oh. gay bar review. Woo. I like surprising you with those. I, know, uh, I always. How do I not? I always forget. <laughs> this time I'm talking about high tops in San Francisco, California. I love high tops. I've got to say, <laughs> my visit there, I was neither high nor did I see any tops. There was a bunch uh. of twinks and jock straps. Um, <laughs> But you saw low bottoms. <laughs> low bottoms is a better name for this part. <laughs> uh, I, no, I, uh, I, I've been there several times now. It's like that was like my third or fourth visit, the most recent time. And I was there with um, where is it? Did you say San Francisco? San Francisco in the, in the Castro, and uh, it was okay. One thing I love about high tops, at least the last time I was there, there were go go dancers there, like up on the bar, that were different body types than just the white jacked mm. uh gay i and love when you walk in there's a like a go-go dancer that's not what you'd expect i love that yeah. it's it makes me feel so good to see that yep absolutely it was very busy hard to get a drink that has been my experience there multiple times but uh i understand the food is good though i've not tried it <laughs> 
uh, I had a good time that night. Three dildos. Wow. Yeah. For your good time? That's an average time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fuck you, high tops. <laughs> uh, um, gays and straightest. Let's do our gays and straightest. I'll go first. Okay, do it. My straightest is the uh, like bar and or coffee shop that we went to. Mm. I had never seen it before. Me neither. I, I had walked past it so many times, and like once I got in, it was like it's both in the gay the neighborhood that I live in. Yep. But still, like has that straight vibe of like skateboarding videos on TV, and you can yeah. order your you know your beer, your coffee, or whatever. Yeah. It's like had an industrial cold feeling. <laughs> I kind of wondered what they were up to though. Cause like skateboarding videos, that's a vibe. I did not see like an, a straight only crowd. Like there were right. a lot of queer people there. I think and, it was in line with the percentage of queer people that just exist in that. In the neighborhood. With, yeah. Yeah. I think that that wasn't no. Yeah. Yeah. My gayest is at that bar. There were, there were skateboarding videos and I got, I don't know if you, you probably noticed when we were talking at one point I got very distracted because one of the skateboarders lifted up a shirt to wipe his face. Yeah. And that always, you know, that's classic gay distracted me because I can see your abs now. You were distracted. I was distracted. <laughs> what about you? Uh, let's see. So the straightest thing about me this week was uh, last weekend, Martin and Matthew were here. Mm-hmm. Again, great Hi. episode. Thanks yeah. for being here. But uh, uh, we all hopped in the Jeep for... I forget what time. It doesn't matter what time. Uh, and Murph said, your Jeep smells like your dog you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is accurate. There's yeah. still there's still boomer hair everywhere <laughs> in, in the Jeep. I just haven't cleaned it out. Yeah. Haven't like, it's just too much work. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And it's the only part of him I have left. Oh, okay. boy. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the gayest thing about me this week is uh, Spotify. I said to you recently, I want... I want more queer, like what are the what are the gays listening to these days? Yeah. Influences, and you put a Janelle Monae. You put yep. you, you put a couple of things on my my Spotify, which is uh, uh, amazing. But uh, this last week, I think just on repeat, one after the other, and then back. I've been listening to Unholy by Sam Smith <laughs> uh-huh. and Kim Petras, and Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Yes. I've just been like. Th- that's all I've heard like, yes. for non- nonstop the last week. Yes. The new album by Miley Cyrus out now. No one has paid us to say that. It's just <laughs> we, you, what you need to know. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I have a listener's gayest and straightest. This Do it. is from Spaces. So in, Hi, Spaces. Hi. In Spaces, there are, they updated the app. So now there are multiple like kind of different sections you can go to. And Derek has created a gayest and straightest section. So. Post your gayest and straightest there. This great one from Greg is gayest. Walking down Hollywood Boulevard. We're already in, you know. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. But he continues. Wearing my pride hat while holding hands with my boyfriend to get Froyo together. Aww. You did 10 stereotypes in a row. Uh, Straightest. Waking up at 3.30 a.m. to put on my clothes and steel toe boots to to get to my job stocking produce at the Costco wholesale warehouse. Oh, Costco is straight. Wait, and the warehouse too. But like, it's like so many gays shop there, but like the building itself <laughs> is the straightest thing ever. Yep. That was like all of the gay and all of the straight stereotypes in one. So I love that. Thank you. Um, so go post, go download the spaces app, join our group and, and post your gays and straightest there. Before we close the show, uh, we would love to see you in Boise, please, at the Treefort Music Festival. That is on Friday, March the 24th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. You do not need a festival pass to see us. It is free, open to the public. Do it. Please come 
spell semen. Yeah. Um, Thank you also to our Super Gap Bridgers. These are our Patreon members at their highest level. Thank you to Andrew Bugby, Christopher M., John Crowley, Stephen Portios, Dosal, Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanis, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Cummington, Jess Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas Bede, Tom- Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Catchatorians, and Jerome York. Yeah. Thank you. Whiskey. Whiskey. <laughs> That's it. This has been Gayish. Uh, from the Chris Kestratorian Studios, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Be you. Especially since I'm pretty sure some of them are going to be like torture for you. So it's not not BDSM. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I'm I'm also going to dom daddy your whiskey mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That was a phrase. Um, um, And put this in your hole, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say we need to make sure that the audio people get some something good still. And but then you just said all those things you said. So (laughs) that will be fine either way. But yeah.